Lawrence Baker, as I live and breathe. <laughs> How are you, mate? Um, good to hear from you. Yeah, you too, mate. How are you doing? Oh, good. It's been a um, it's been a year. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> My name is Steve Joel. I'm a Warhammer 40k nut and a radio host. I mean, to think that I was sat with you on that boat. Yeah. You know, in London, not so long ago in the grand scheme of things. And what's happened since is extraordinary. This series of podcasts on the Frontline Gaming Network is a chance for us to meet the people who've changed the way we interact with 40K. Whether it's playing, painting, creating content, collecting or reading about our hobby, I want you to meet the Game Changers. We're we're obviously not based in London anymore. We are in Bath now, so we've been extremely lucky in some cases. Right. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it 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 was hairy for a while. Like, we had to move... Ben and um, Robin during the first lockdown yeah. uh, to, be, to be able to continue to producing because we weren't set up to be a COVID secure space. Like no one knew what this thing was. Right. I remember when it first kicked off, we thought it would be a, a fortnight. We thought, oh, we'll be in lockdown for a fortnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You right. know, yeah. carry on. <laughs> yeah. So this is episode one. And in case you haven't already recognized the laugh and the name, Let's do a proper introduction. My guest today is the host and founder of Tabletop Tactics, one of the most watched and best known content creators in 40K. He's an accomplished player of 40K who's had tournament wins at no retreat and assorted other events, and most recently a second place with an undefeated run at maybe the last event in the UK before COVID locked the world down. He's known as the Spider, which we will discuss in this conversation as well. Also known to never roll below a three on camera. And also to be one of the nicest guys in a hobby packed with nice guys. Lawrence Baker, thanks for taking the time to chat. Really appreciate it. Steve, thank you so much for what an introduction. I know. Wow, thank you. I know. I put a lot <laughs> of time. <laughs> put a lot of time and effort into that. So can I start with the well, before we get into the bigger stuff, where does the name Spider come from? Was that was the model with all the arms first or was the nickname first and then you modeled the Archon around that? question uh yeah no so the model did come afterwards um but the the, the cabal name that i had for my Drakari were the void spiders and the archon that led it was always known as the spider um and so i just i just figured that that name would fit yeah um and so did the audience apparently and so it sort of stuck and then of course i made the model to actually fit what the spider, <laughs> what the spider was afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to the nicknames thing as well because this is, I think, a unique point of difference with you guys, um, and we'll touch on that a little later on. Um, sure. But but if we can go to way back before tabletop ta- tactics was a thing, to the Australian years, the lost years. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, well, we're going back in time. Now. We are. Okay. Well, I think I think what you did there helped and informed what you're doing now, and and, and it may even be a, a big key to you know how you guys found success early on. Mm. So you were an actor. Yes, that's right. Okay, right. Well, let, let me take you down uh, down memory lane. Uh, so I uh, was in Australia. Um, I was born in England, born and raised in England. But uh, my mum, while being English, uh, of English parentage, uh, she happened to be born in Australia. So what happened was, um, by some sort of fluke, really, uh, I had access to an Australian passport. 
Um, so I decided, you know, in my younger days that uh, I'd go and travel Australia because I've got this uh, amazing dual citizenship. Uh, and, you know, I really wanted to explore, you know, the land that my mum was born in. Uh, and I'd always, always known that I wanted to be an actor. Uh, it was always my plan to go to drama school um, and, you know, do, do, do the university and so forth and then go out and do my actoring. Uh, and what happened was it was audition season in Australia. And on a whim, uh, I'm, I'm the sort of person that if I, if I see an opportunity, um, uh, I just decide, that, oh, yeah, I'll do that now. You know, I'm quite, um, I'm impulsive. And uh, anyway, I auditioned and I got in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was there that I met Bone. Right. Also, Ben, known as Bone, who's on the channel with me. Yeah. And Rob. Um, who's now a painter for Tabletop Tactics. Um, and I started playing Dungeons and Dragons with them whilst we were at drama school. Um, never spoken about 40K or Warhammer or anything like that. You know, um, I, I obviously had, had been playing it as a, as a child, but I wasn't playing it at the time. Um, and that's kind of how the relationship started between yeah. um, us three. Uh, that was the uh, that was the genesis, if you like. The uh, your IMDb page lists the movie Time, starring Lawrence Baker and written and directed by Benjamin Boner. But uh, you better believe I looked for <laughs> clips and I can't find anything anywhere. Is that a movie I should yeah. watch, Lawrence? Uh, well, you you absolutely can. I'll have to send you a copy sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, let's let's forward this uh, a little bit further then. Yeah. Um, so I I graduate drama school. Um, ben and Rob and I were in the same year, so we all graduated at the same time. Um, and I was very fortunate. I had managed to get some success as an actor in Australia uh, relatively quickly, actually, and I uh, was doing you know. As an actor goes quite well for myself. I've done quite a few adverts. Um, I've done a stint on a TV series for a guest episode, a bunch of short films. After a couple of years, it was in Australia nearly two years after I graduated, that there was, I was getting a decent amount of work as in money to get by with, but it was things like adverts mm. and short films, and there weren't very many feature films being produced in Australia. In fact, effectively, what it meant was that you weren't even really getting auditions for those things because the, they were cast before they were, you know, even uh, as, as the script was written. So I was like, well, I'm not getting that much opportunity in what I want to be doing. Um, so I decided that it might be a good idea to come back to London, and uh, I'll have a, I'll have a, you know, more of a chance if you like. So um, I naively uh, <laughs> flew back to London thinking, oh, I've got some great credits, I can probably get an agent and so forth, you know, uh, and, and reality uh, was that, um, this is a long story, I hope it's not boring you one <laughs> We're fascinated, we're fascinated, we're loving I'm giving, it. I'm giving you, I'm giving you the, uh, the highlights here. And uh, I tried to get some work, tried to get an agent, and I quickly, I, fast forwarding here, of course, I quickly found out that uh, unless I'd been to a big drama school here, it was going to be very difficult to right. get an agent. Yeah. Very, very difficult indeed. Because they were like, well, look, you've got some interesting work behind you, but it's all in Australian. That We can't show that to any casting directors here. Um, what drama school have you been to here? And I'm like, well, I haven't. And I'm like, well... <laughs> There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney doesn't count for as much as you hoped it would in London. No, it didn't. No. No, it didn't. Um, and so I went from having one of the best agents in Australia who was getting these decent auditions to, to basically not having an agent in the UK 
and I tried to plug away. I did manage to secure a couple of adverts here, but I was right at the end of my tether. Uh, and Ben and I had been in touch the whole time. And I'm thinking at this point, you know what? I, this is this is not going the way I thought it would. I, I'm going to go back to Australia myself. Uh, and I was literally looking at flights. Uh, and I, I got a short film gig. Um, and then, of course, uh, the inevitable, I say the inevitable happens, but fate, fate intervened. Right. Um, and I, I met my wife uh, doing this film. Okay. So- <laughs> there we go. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and lucky for us, right, you, you, you stayed in London and uh, you and Joe kicked off the channel. So Ben came into it later, but the first, well, I say you and Joe like I know what I'm talking about, but the first game is uh, is you versus Joe, and it's it's not what we know tabletop tactics as now. How did how did you decide? Okay, you know what, making battle reports of forty k is what I want to do. Yeah. So um, obviously, I have given you the highlighted version, but all of that was relevant. It needed the context. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll tell you how I met Joe. So I was working part time at Apple. I was working for Apple, uh, which is uh, you know big 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 place in London. Um, do it selling the you know the iPhones and so forth. Yeah, we've we've heard um, of Apple. Because, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, and I, I also met Stig working there, who's also a regular on the channel now as well. Yeah. So this will start to tie in. Yeah. And during my two years back in London, I had started playing 40k again with the guy that I had grown up playing 40K with, because we obviously had come back to, to London. I was like, hey, how are you doing? And he was still playing 40K. He said, hey, do you, do you want to start playing again? And I was like, sure, absolutely. You know, uh, the only reason I'd ever really stopped is because you, you get you get to university and I've gone traveling. Obviously, I didn't have any of my armies anymore. Right. Sold all of that to fund the traveling. And I just stopped playing, you know. Yeah. So I got uh, ensnared back in. <laughs> And um, I discovered that uh, the best way to probably learn again, because it was a brand new edition as far as I was concerned, um, was to watch some battle reports. Just go onto YouTube, see if there's any tutorials. And I went on and I, I found that there weren't very many actually. Uh, that you had many things like mini wargaming, you know, which is still obviously massive and going around now. But uh, there weren't many channels around. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was enjoying the process of, of watching the game being played and learning the new edition and so forth. And I just, that was the first moment I had this idea. I was like, do you know what? I think I could do that. And yeah. that's all it was. I just had a thought. I thought I could do that. And, uh, I didn't think anything more of it, but that seed was planted in my mind. The minute I started learning to play again. Fast forward two years, I'm thinking about returning to Australia, I meet my wife, and I decide, you know what, I'm going to hang around uh, for this lady um, a little bit, I'll pause my Australia plans, because, you know, it's love. <laughs> becomes my wife, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I hang around, and at, it's at that point, the minute I decided I'm going to hang around, that I made a decision. Um, because I knew that I, I wasn't, I didn't want to stay at Apple. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, and I really wanted to do something which actually used my, you know, creative skills that like, uh, you know, I'd studied three years to be an actor. I wanted to do something along those lines. Before that, I'd also done a lot of private writing for myself. And uh, I'd always been interested in directing as well. Um, so I had like a, a strong interest in, in all of these fields. 
And uh, I decided at that moment that if I'm going to stay, I'm going to have to control my own destiny, if you like. Uh, and so what I decided to do was, you know what, I had this thought a couple of years ago that I can create a YouTube channel. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I pitched the idea to my girlfriend at the time. And I said, look, I've got this crazy idea. I want to create a channel. Uh, I believe that uh, it, it's got uh, great um, prospects in terms of the kind of cool shows that we can do and get really creative with it and, you know, make really immersive content. And uh, I think this could be something really, really cool. And I was expecting a sort of no response or that silly, you know. Yeah. Uh, instead, she was like, that's a great idea. What can I do to help? Wow. Uh, and I said, right. Yeah, I know. And I was blown away by the answer. That's amazing. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Okay, well, what I need is uh, the kitchen once a week because <laughs> we have a kitchen table here. <laughs> uh, okay. So I can set up this board, you know, and um, by this point, I'd already painted my Dark Elder Army over the two years of being there. And I got Joe into it. He had started his Iron Warriors. I met, met him at Apple and I was like, hey, do you, do you, you know, he had just moved from Brighton at the time. I was like, do you want to uh, do you want to play this hobby with me, Warhammer? And he goes, oh, I used to play as a kid. I was like, okay. So I'd already got him in at this point, and I pitched the idea to Joe. I said, Joe, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. You know, we're just we're standing at Apple one day. Uh, I'd love you to be in the first video. I'd love to do a game with you. What, what do you think? Uh, he was very excited about it. And thus, over the kitchen table, in the kitchen, <laughs> Drakari versus Iron Warriors, Tabletop Tactics was born. <laughs> it, it should be noted as well that your very first dice roll in the very first game was to seize the initiative, and you rolled a six and yeah, did it. Yeah. And it should have been that, seen that as an it. ominous portent for anyone who played <laughs> against you. Let's pause a moment in the conversation here to remind ourselves we're speaking to Lawrence Baker of Tabletop Tactics fame. We will get to the incredible last 18 months he's had through a marriage, a big move and a worldwide pandemic. But first, a little more history, including the amazing support in the early days from his future wife and his best mates. This thing of, can we just touch on the six thing for a second? This thing of being lucky, I mean, you're perceived as being someone who rolls a lot of sixes and we give uh, Joe or Chaos Lord Beard a hard time for rolling a lot of ones. Is, and I've seen this with uh, Brian Pullen on his channel as well. He tends to roll a little hotter than Adrian, who he plays against. Is that, yeah. a, is that a real thing, do you think? Do you talk the universe into you being lucky or is it just you happen to do it when it matters or over a period of time? Yeah. Well, if you're if you're speaking to the spider, um, the spider would say <laughs> that the universe absolutely does bend to his will, right. and that uh, he does absolutely um, control, you know, physics and luck, and uh, all of these things are completely controlled by him. Sure. Uh, reality is, uh, I probably am quite lucky, to be fair. Yeah. It certainly does appear that way. Um, however, I think it's a bit deceptive because what also happens is, and I spoke about this in a, a recent Tactica game is that I, I always, when I'm playing the game, uh, when we're talking 140,000 here, I always put myself in a position to maximize my chances, right? Right. So that means that even if I roll poorly, I usually still get the result that I want because I've, got, I've applied that much pressure to that area of the boards 
that I'm going to get the result I want. It's sort of inevitable. So there's there's an element yeah, of luck, yeah. as there always is going to be in a dice game, but there's also an element of controlling that and stacking the odds in your favor. Uh, and I think between those two things, you end up getting the, there's the uh, the audience perception that I'm just lucky all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without without uh, wanting to get too far down this tangent as well, because we should just watch the tactica and get the idea. But I also think there's an element of of you know pointing it out to people. I don't know if this is deliberate psyching out of the opponent, but pointing it out when you roll a six and it works. Uh, or you, oh, yes. or you need a good roll and you get one. You go look at that. Hey, that just has what I do. And it kind of it builds that impression of wow, this guy I can't beat him, you know. Um, it, it does. Well, I mean, the spider does have to um, win through fear, so sure. it, it makes sense that I call yeah. the six before I roll it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so you've got the first battle report underway. Let's we're back on the timeline now. You've got your first battle report. Yeah. It's up, and uh, you know you get a few more going, and it and it's looking great. In the early months yeah. or years, was there a point at which uh, you thought, well, it's going well, but not not well enough to pay a full-time salary. I'm, st- I'm going to have to stay on at Apple a little longer. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a good question. So, all right, well, I'll, I'll let's just go to the first video because the first video was released as a total experiment, Steve. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be a polished product, right? You know, right. I wasn't... Um, I, I wasn't releasing it going, oh, this is this is this is what we're you know, this is this is what we're gonna be about. I I released it as an experiment to see one, would anyone find it? Two, if anyone did find it, did they like what they saw? You know, was yeah. it along the right lines? You know, I had an idea of where I wanted to go. And I knew from the very start that especially after filming the first one, that actually these things take a long time to produce and that the reality was if we were going to want to produce a lot of them that we would have to charge for it in some capacity because it would it would be a full-time job unto itself. You know, make no mistake, like filming a game alone takes eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. You know, yeah, they people don't realize, edit it yeah. on top of it. Yeah. No, they don't. They really don't. And it's because of the stop starting and creating the shots and setting up the board and making everything nice, you know. There's a lot that goes into it. And so I released a video, I put some titles together, uh, some graphics, and I, I'd uh, gotten the logo designed. Uh, and I just thought, you know what, because I'd already uploaded the video and it had been privately published for about a fortnight. And I remember speaking to Joe and I said, shall I just publish it? Shall we just make it public? Because the idea was we'd build up a few, you know, whilst I was working on a website to create like an on-demand content, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, just do it. I mean, you know, it'd probably be good to just get a bit of feedback, see if, you know, even if we only get 100 views, a few people might comment and leave some good advice. I was like, okay. The problem is I hit publish, and after the first month, I'd had over 1,000 views. Right. Now, that isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things compared to what we get now but with that also came a thousand subscribers and the views because it was all exponential we're getting more and more and we were getting lots of comments and people were really digging it yeah and it was at that point i realized oh dear i'm going to have to make a lot more <laughs> and quickly <laughs> <laughs> we're in now we're in we're doing we're it we're in yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah so what i did is i went i started filming right away it's like right so every day that i had off um i would film again and that's how it started and uh for the first year 
Um, you know, I've managed to get the website up and running. I think it was around two to three months in, um, and we actually started to get interest in the website pretty much straight away as well, which was amazing. But the reality was, um, I was quite literally working eighty-hour weeks. Yeah. Uh, I was working seven days a week, twelve plus hours a day because I'd have to work, go to Apple, then come home, then edit. Then on the days off, the two days off I'd have a week, I'd have to film the game and then start the edit process. And it was hard work. And after a year, um, I'd gotten to the point where we, we we were in an interesting position. I was in a position where I could go, hmm, maybe I could leave Apple, but it would be a risk. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know? Right. you know, maybe I could. Because at this point, I've, cut, I've obviously jumped a bit ahead in the story. Here, yeah, but yeah. at this point, I was full-time again at Apple. Right. So I'd started a part, as part-time. And then when I decided to stay, uh, I went back to full-time because I realized that I wasn't going to be doing the acting here. And that's, so that's how it all came about. But um, it, it was tough. So I basically had to, to make a decision. Do I risk you know, leaving this job and doing some, going into an industry which is not really proven and, you know, everyone stable around me would be like, Lawrence, what are you doing? You're crazy. You, yeah, can't, go yeah. and, you can't go and play toy <laughs> soldiers, uh, you know, because that was the perception. This isn't a real job sort of thing. Um, and look, to an extent, they're right. It is a really weird job. But uh, I, I, I'm like that. I just went, look, I didn't go to, the, to drama school for three years to, to work in a job I didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd left and I went, I'm going, I'm all in. I sense there was another conversation <laughs> with your previously supportive significant other at that point as well. Well, this is the funny thing. She was always supportive. Yeah. She said, I believe, I believe in it. I believe in you. This will work. Um, and so, uh, I, I mean, she was nervous, don't get me wrong, when sure. I said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting my job. Uh, to, to do this full time because I believe if we make more content, which I've got more time to do if I'm doing it full time, that we will grow faster. Um, and yeah, that, that, that was it. Now at this point, I'm going to thread in Ben. Right. So after that first year, we had been speaking to Ben and Ben, I told Ben about Tabletop Tactics saying, look, I've created this channel. Um, it's, it's going really quite well. If you're ever back in London, because um, don't forget he's gone back to Australia at this point, it would be great to, to have you involved. You know, you'd be very welcome. Um, I could teach you how to play because he had actually, I found out at this point, played as a kid himself as well. So um, he, the funny thing was, he immediately went, let's do it. I want to come over. Wow. Let's do it. I'm really, right. really keen. Yeah. And so that was what triggered it. And so after that first year, Ben got involved. I'm now doing it full time. And... Uh, well, the rest, the rest, as I say, is, is as they say, is history. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's how it was born. Let, let's touch on those nicknames because uh, Ben is Bone, um, Joe is Beard, yeah. and we've got Chef and Sanger and the General, and it, so the yeah. and the Spider. Are the nicknames yeah. something that just kind of uh, evolved, or was this like a marketing tactic? Was it a deliberate decision? Well, it was. It was a. It was. It was a, a deliberate decision in terms of me. Because what? Because I actually named myself the spider, hilariously. Right. Uh, so there we go. Don't don't tell anyone. <laughs> All right. Uh, your secret is safe. Your secret is safe with us. Uh, but it wasn't really a marketing thing. It was. It it sort of came about because it it felt very natural. And I tell you why. When I first released that video, beard had this big beard. Right. And 
pretty much from the first video, I, I found like the internet loves to give people a nickname. Yeah. So the internet will do it for you, right? And so they kept calling this guy Beard. And I'm like, right, well, they keep love, they love calling you Beard. You're getting called Beard. They'd already created that nickname for him. So then I was like, well, look, I'll call myself the spider. Yeah. You know, that was, it just seemed like a natural conclusion. And Joe was like, well, why are you calling yourself the spider? I said, because the spider, the void spiders, obviously. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Bone was already called Bone. He had that nickname from high school. Okay. So, so when he came on, I was like, this is Bone. And I was, because I was calling him Bone in drama school, you know. So he'd, we, as a group, a friendship group, we'd sort of had nicknames anyway. Right. Um, and then Sanger just came about because of, Sanguinius and yep, doing Blood yep, Angels, yeah. uh, and so then it just became a thing. Yeah. And um, now the audience just, yeah, they only refer to us as, <laughs> as by, by your nicknames, yeah, which is which is yeah. wonderful. I mean, that's just, and it, as I mentioned earlier, it's a it's a point of difference. About here in the conversation, Lawrence and I really fast forward to about a year ago, when I first met him at a London restaurant in July of 2019. Lawrence Baker was packing boxes to move his whole team to Bath from London, along with his wife-to-be. He was also about to get married, and he just launched a campaign to raise money for the channel. More on that in a moment. This is a man who likes to be busy and never does anything by halves. I mean, the time has gone so quickly. A lot's happened in it, yeah. um, but since starting tabletop tactics to where we are now has been an absolute whirlwind um it's it's been crazy it's been crazy hard work you know uh, blood sweat and tears has gone yeah, into it yeah but um it's it's obviously been well worth it and we've still got amazing things to come like even more better formats and everything's kicking off in january as well um but yeah i mean look <laughs> I don't do things by half, as you say. Yeah. Uh, and I just decided that look, we we need to expand. We we need to get the the crew on full time because what I was really keen to do is um, from the outset, really, is is get to a point where I could give back and hire hire people, create jobs, hire my friends, you know, yeah. Yeah. create creative careers for folks which otherwise wouldn't have the opportunities to actually. To, to, to actually participate in them because the creative industry, you know, things like acting or musicians, uh, the arts in general are actually really difficult to get into and earn a stable income from. And uh, it's sad. It's sad because there's a lot of, uh, lot of artists out there which literally cannot uh, live by working on their art. They have to do jobs which ultimately they, they're not into. Uh, so what I wanted to do was create something which could you know, adds to the entertainment industry, if you like, and uh, and give uh, give people the opportunity to come and work for us, and uh, it worked out. Well, that it's, it's happening. That campaign that you you launched, and I think you said you were you were going for ten thousand pounds, but that went yeah just crazy. That that gave you it, an idea of the support that was out there for you. Surely that must have felt amazing. I I I didn't I I I was embarrassed to ask. 10,000. I didn't even think that we would get to 10,000. You know, I, I thought that uh, because the reality was we, we got this place, but the studio was quite literally a husk. Uh, it needed insulation, it needed new stud walls, it needed power, you know, it needed building from the brickwork up. Um, 
and uh, we just needed that money to to give us a head start on it, really. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, well, look, I'm going to throw this out there. It's the only way we're going to be able to get it done within six months, you know. Um, and uh, the response was was in, was incredible. Um, it was so incredible it broke the website because of the amount of people trying to load it. So <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. Well, it, but and that that go on. yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say it. What's remarkable. Um, to me, and I think I sent you pictures but from back here in New Zealand when I got back, there were people in New Zealand on the other side of the world and in Australia and the States and around Europe who were buying the T-shirts and the markers and, and buying lodge memberships and contributing. You're influencing the game as far and wide physically as it's possible to do, uh, which, yeah. again, I, how does that feel to you? How is How does that play incredible humbling actually uh to to be honest because you have to bear in mind uh and i i get this i get a taste of it i guess when i go to events and you meet you meet folks that are uh, are viewers of the channel um but from from our point of view when we're here you know a bunch of us a bunch of very very close friends making the content you don't get the sense of how many people are watching really because you know numbers are numbers but that's all they are you don't see the people and the the actual lives that you're affecting you hope that you're providing something which is fulfilling and entertaining and you know that you're 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 um you're doing something valuable uh, but you don't really get the sense of, of of what the scale is not really until you start going to events and that's one of the reasons i love going to events because when you meet people that say hey lawrence um i've i've been watching your channel for for the last year um i've you know something pretty bad has happened to me and i've suffered from x y and z and uh your channel has been an amazing outlet of mm. entertainment and relief for me and it's it's moments like that where you go oh wow because we don't we don't see the people you know we don't have a live audience it's 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 humbling. It's really humbling, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I feel we, I feel that we're we're very lucky to be doing what we're doing. No, I know I promised you thirty minutes, but I've, if I can just touch on one or two more things really quickly. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, exactly. I think one of the big things is is uh, as much as the production values are are important, and you've got a background in writing, and and uh, you know you know how to direct and frame a shot. Do you think the secret, though, of the success of the channel is the relationships and the friendships and the banter and the laughter? Is is that a big part of it? that 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 is the part of it that is the soul of it um you can you can dress something up um you know uh, and make it as absolutely amazing visually uh, as as possible but without the depth of personality um it, it will never ultimately last you see because i think youtubing if you want to call it that is it is a it's a it's blogging isn't it people people like to connect with the personalities and I think what we have here at Tabletop Tactics is a group of, we were all best friends, you know. Uh, so when you're seeing us on camera rolling the dice and we're, you know, giving each other a hard time or, you know, uh, making it difficult for the opponent um, and all of the joking, it, it's it's all real, you know. It's not it's not put on. It's um, And I think that that's, yeah, that chemistry, it can't really be faked, you know. So that's probably the main reason for the success i think we do have uh, genuine bonds here and um i suppose we are genuinely quite funny to watch my thanks to lawrence baker from tabletop tactics lawrence and joe and bone and the rest of the team can be found at tabletoptactics.tv and on youtube of course 
um, I suppose we are genuinely quite funny to watch. My thanks to Lawrence Baker from Tabletop Tactics. Lawrence and Joe and Bone and the rest of the team can be found at tabletoptactics.tv and on YouTube, of course. Next week, Brian Pullen, Bridger Hahn and Adrian Phillips are the Tabletop Titans. They've made a business out of high-quality, live-streamed battle reports. We go behind the scenes to find out how they do it. We'll see you then. I'm Steve Joel. This has been 40K Game Changers.